Hi, I'm Alois Mujira and you're listening to the CFM Sport Podcast. Z. Nice, Messi! It is the cleanest of clean finishes from the best on the planet. It's time for the biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behavior. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport. Let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. Fire Friday, Party Friday, Funky Friday, Freaky Friday. Call it whatever you will. (laughs) The fun starts right here on ZFM Sport. Good evening, Zimbabwe. Welcome to it. In the studio, Chris Meadzi, Mike Madoda. Our producer is Sean Tafidinika. A bit later, hopefully, we'll be joined up by Alois Mungira, our football pundit. Great show we got lined up for you. And what can you expect on the home front? Harada City are hoping to turn their mathematical chance of surviving relegation into reality when they take on equally troubled Wulangoyo City at Barberfield Stadium in the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League. It's match day 33, the penultimate match day. In international sport, Australia aged Afghanistan by four runs to keep their T20 World Cup semi-final hopes alive but are now relying on a favour from Sri Lanka or the weather to stop England from qualifying in their place. We'll also take you around the world in 60 with stops in Texas, New York, as well as Auckland. Second half of the show is the beautiful game. We're going to kick off in the Premier League where Chelsea defender Khalidou Koulibaly has vowed to write history with the Blues and usurp Arsenal as log leaders as the two London rivals clash on Sunday. In Serie A, after finally suffering their first defeat of the season, Napoli seek an immediate response in a top-of-the-table clash with Atalanta tomorrow night. And in La Liga, Barcelona defender Gerard Piquet has called time on his glittering career, saying he will retire from football and tomorrow night's encounter against Almeria will be his last home match for Barca at the Camp Nou. The Home Front. Local sports news and analysis. Give you local sports news starting off with athletics where seasoned long distance runner Colin Makaza will be back on the road when he takes part in the Soweto Marathon in South Africa on Sunday. Makaza will compete in the men's marathon and he'll be joined by Olivia Chitati, who's expected to compete in the women's marathon. In triathlon news, all is set for the staging of the inaugural 2022 Springvale Triathlon, which will be held at Springvale House Preparatory School in Marondera this weekend. The one day event is expected to attract young and talented participants from around the country as Springvale School is set to be the new site for national triathlon events and races going forward. Finish off with some tennis news where the National Association have begun working towards hosting Uruguay in the Davis World Davis Cup World Group 2 playoffs due to take place early next year. The president of Tennis Zimbabwe, Bigima Garida, said they have put in place a committee that will take charge of the various aspects of the preparations. From Rufaro to Barberfield, Mandawa to Nyamunga, all the perfect moments in the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League come together on ZFM Sport. 
Match day 33, the penultimate match day got underway this afternoon at the National Sports Stadium. Check it in. Were the visitors to take on Yada? We'll be talking about that match as well, of course, building up to a very important six-pointer that will be played at Barberfield Stadium that features Harara City, who are haunted by the scepter of relegation, as well as Mulawaya City, who are currently making a fist of it. But before we get there, a reminder that we love to keep it interactive and we want to hear from you. 0731-168-045 is the number. That's 0731-168-045. Someone has actually sent us a message on that number and he says that he is willing to pay up to four figures in US dollars, Chris. For Mike Madoda's off-air discussions on Serena Williams, that's Tawanda in Guatemala. <laughs> Tawanda, what I do you want to hear? You, and what, do you, what do you want to know? I can assist you with that. I think four figures are good enough. I think Tawanda is a fan of Serena Williams as well. <laughs> and a fan of yours, clearly, if he's willing to pay for the content. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget, we're also on Twitter and Facebook, where you can follow and interact with at ZFM Sport. Now, let's get into the footy. This afternoon's result at the National Sports Day. Miyada and Chicken In playing out a goalless draw. Chicken In, of course. The equation is simple. They can't be champions. In fact, mm. no one ca- can be champions <laughs> apart from AFC Platinum. They're playing to finish in second place, but but they may have opened a door there uh, yeah. for Dynamos uh, to overtake them on goal difference after they failed to beat Yada. Because if Dynamos win their game this weekend, they edge ahead of Chicken in on goal difference in that fight for second place. And that, that's something they definitely want to do. I think Dynamos have a point to prove that they couldn't win the league is fine, but I think they want to finish as high up the table as possible and second place is the second best place to be I guess absolutely now there are two teams that are doing all they can to remain in the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League and they go head to head on match day 33 of the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League it's Harare City who are funded by the city of Harare taking on Bulawayo City funded by the city <laughs> of Bulawayo this is a battle of the cities and of course Harare City the Sunshine Boys are hoping to turn their mathematical chance of surviving relegation into reality in that game at Barberfield Stadium. The Taurai Manguero Code side are in trouble after their 1-0 draw against Wawa last weekend left them with only two uh, games to turn around their fortunes. Their assistant coach Herbert Marua says his side will be going all out for a win tomorrow. The boys are ready to go. We're playing uh, Blair City on, on uh, Saturday. They must win. Then we make sure uh, our chances of uh, surviving are bright. Well, that's Herbert Maru. I mean, uh, he he says it very clearly there, you know, uh, what's at stake uh, yeah. over the weekend. Uh, now, uh, maybe you can run through the permutations, Chris, for us for this weekend. Uh, what we know that it's certainly a, a six-pointer. Yeah. Uh, Balawi City, of course, they currently are on top of Harare City. Uh, mm-hmm. But there's so much to play for, even more so for Harare City, who can't make any mistakes in this game. Yeah, basically, a loss for Harare City means that they get relegated from the top flight. And it becomes interesting permutations for them specifically because they already have a team in Division 1. So what happens to that team falls back to Division 2. Yeah. It gets a little bit tricky. But a win on Saturday um, is still not enough for them. Um, they're going to have to also leave their fight for survival to another day. It's going to depend on ZPC Kariba also dropping points. So it's a whole lot of calculators and, you know, a situation for Harare City. I think... Bulawa, your city have better chances in terms of stepping away from that relegation zone because a win for them 
and a defeat for ZPC Kariba means a two-side swap. Yeah. So effectively, Bulawayo City are in a much better position. They're only behind um, ZPC Kariba, two points behind Harare City on 29 points. So two games remaining, the chances are definitely brighter for Bulawayo City. And it looks like it may well be decided this weekend because uh, you mentioned ZPC Kariba, who are the team that is floating uh, precariously above <laughs> the relegation zone in 14th place. They've got 35 points, which is two more than Bulawayo City, yeah. uh, who are 33. But the only problem for ZPC Kariba, Chris, is that they are playing Highlanders at Barberfield Stadium, a Highlander side that has played some really decent football whenever they've played at home. Yeah, yeah. and definitely a Highlander side that I think is not necessarily wounded after the Harare derby but I think there's been a bit of chatter as well and they want to dispel of that as they end the season they want to finish the season strong so those and they're also playing at home so yeah. they're definitely going to be in a much better position travelling all the way from Kariba to Balawayo and having to play at that kind of tempo um not going to be great for uh, ZPC Kariba. But what we see, uh, I mean, uh, I think uh, Yada's failure to win uh, today, I think they could have, of course, uh, just uh, ensured their survival. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're on 37 points, which means that uh, they too, depending on the, the way results go over the weekend, they might have to wait until the final match day themselves to confirm their survival. Cranbourne Bullets have also been dragged in there. Yep. Uh, three months ago, we were looking at Cranbourne Bullets and we were thinking, you know what, they've done so well, yeah. it looks like they're guaranteed survival. But now, they need at least the one win uh, in the last yeah. two match days to guarantee survival. And to be honest, Cranbourne Bullets started like a house on fire. They were this plucky little team in the league that was playing well. They were getting good results and unexpectedly so because when you take a look at just resource-wise, Cranbourne Bullets is not a team you take a look at and you think, you know what, it's a well-resourced team. They're going to be playing fantastically in the league. But they managed to hold their own for so long. But at some point, the wheels did fall off for Cranbourne Bullets and they came sliding down the table. And where they sit now, and I think Yada hadn't been a part of this discussion as well. Um, It's not a team we were talking about. We were talking about the newly promoted sides that were floating around in relegation, the two uh, city teams as well. Yada was not a part of that conversation, but again, consequently, they've dropped points. Uh, Their form is looking absolutely horrid. So they've now also come level on points with Cranbourne Bullets, and that's just two ahead of ZPC Kariba, who are also floating very precariously above that relegation zone. All right, let's take a look uh, at the match day. 33 uh, fixtures uh, for you. Four matches to be played tomorrow afternoon, all of them three o'clock kickoffs at the National Sports Stadium. Caps United entertain Bulawayo Chiefs, whilst at Vengere Stadium is Cranbourne Bullets who host Tenex. Bulawayo City play Harare City in that game we were talking about at Barberfield Stadium, whilst at Ascot Stadium in Gueru Huawa entertain Black Rhinos Football Club. And then another four matches on Sunday, all of them three o'clock kickoffs as well. At the National Sports Stadium, it's Herentals College taking on Dimbare. Herentals have been a, a team that hasn't been easy to beat, uh, Chris. Mm. And uh, their record versus FC Platinum suggests a team that is punching above their weight, but also speaks into a team that is very well organized. They come up against a Dynamo side that is short of confidence. Yeah, and a Dynamo side that I think, when you're taking a look at this Herental side, a Dynamo side that they can beat. Dynamos hasn't been playing any kind of very fantastic football. The few wins that they've managed to get in recent time. They've only got two wins in the last yeah, sort of five games. Goals, do they? they don't score goals. If they manage to get a goal, um, they close up shop and that's pretty much what you're going to get from this Dynamo side. So I think just in terms of goal scoring potential, Herentals definitely has more potential to score goals there and definitely 
come up against a Dynamo side. Yes, they want to be able to finish strong, but her rentals is not going to be the easiest of battles for them. All right, uh, the rest of your games are at Barberfield Stadium. Emma Gumeni Highlanders are take on ZPC Kariba. ZPC Kariba needing to win that game. Highlanders wanting to finish in the top four. Uh, they're competing, of course, against Ngezi Platinum Stars, who will be looking to get all three points uh, against Manika Diamonds at Sakuba Stadium. And then there's a game at Gibo in the low felt. The home size Triangle United will entertain champions FC Platinum. This is ZFM Sport to keep your messages coming in on our WhatsApp number. And you should have saved that number by now. 0731-168-045. That number again, 0731-168-045. What are your predictions for the matches this weekend? Who will survive? Uh, will it be Harare City? Will it be Bulawayo City? Will Yada be dragged into the relegation dogfight? ZPC Kariba, can they win away at Highlanders just to keep the chasing pack at bay? Dimbari, can they finish as high as a second? Or will they be taught a lesson by the students of her rentals? Get in touch with us and during the fan zone, we'll try and win as mess, uh, read as many messages as we can. Now, of course, we're talking local football. When we come back, we'll be talking cricket, the T20 World Cup in Australia, where the hosts have given themselves a fighting chance, but it's no longer in their hands. Sri Lanka versus England tomorrow will decide. But before that, we'll give you, of course, an exciting promotion that's coming out of one of the biggest friends of sport in Zimbabwe, Castle Lager. Hi, my name is Rune Shamba, my Toria's super striker. You're listening to ZFM Sports. So thanks to Castle Lager, you could win a ticket for you and your friend to watch the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 final. Wow. The final. This no, is not, not just, just any going. game. You're not just going. The final. This is the final. And all you have to do to enter is purchase a 375 or 750 mil Castle Lager World Cup limited edition pack and you retrieve your unique code under the crown. So that's under the bottle top there and you send it to zeros to USSD code star 788 hash or you can WhatsApp 078 555 so that USSD code again is star 788 hash or you can send a WhatsApp to 078 555 and all you do is follow the prompts to enter but always remember to drink responsibly. Alcohol may be hazardous to health if consumed to excess. The operation of machinery or driving after the consumption of alcohol is not advisable. Not for sale to persons under the age of 18 years. The FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 is here. Now here is your chance to fly to Qatar with Castle Lager. To enter, simply purchase a 375 milliliter or 750 milliliter Castle Lager World Cup Limited Edition Pack. Retrieve your unique code under the crown and send it to USSD star 788 hash or WhatsApp to 078-555-2324 and follow the prompts to enter. So go ahead and purchase a Castle Lager today and you and a friend could be on your way to Qatar. From the front of the grid to the back of the net, it's CFM Sport. International Sports News Roundup, where the world comes out to play. 
right, so let's go down under to Australia and the hosts aged Afghanistan by four runs to keep their T20 World Cup semi-final hopes alive but are now relying on a favour from Sri Lanka or the weather to stop England from qualifying in their place. The defending champions' victory at Adelaide Oval has lifted them to second spot in Group 1 on seven points behind now qualified New Zealand. The tail of the tape, the game turned out to be a lot closer than everyone thought. Australia 168 for 8. Glenn Maxwell 54 not out. Mitchell Marsh, former St. John's student when he was here in Zimbabwe, mm-hmm. uh, 45 runs. And then the pick of the bowlers uh, for the Afghans was Naveen Ulhaq, 3 for 21. In reply, Afghanistan making, you know what, uh, a fist of it. 164 for 7. Rashid Khan, 48 not out. He's very familiar with Aussie conditions, of course, as a player who plays in the Big Bash. And then Gulbadin Naib, 39. Adam Zampa, 2 for 22, was the best of the Australian bowlers. The Australians winning it by four runs. That's all they, they sort of like needed to do. They needed to win first mm. before they win big. Uh, they yes. failed to win big, but they managed to win. Yeah, and I think in this scenario, the the conditions kind of played against them. When you're taking a look at Afghanistan, they decided um, to field first. And by the time they were now at the crease, what happened was that the conditions were slightly different, slightly better, and they did manage to get going. I think they got a bit of a scare initially, yeah. but I think Australia managed to just keep it together. And four runs from Australia, a four-run win against um, Afghanistan is something that we weren't necessarily expecting. I think we are expecting a bit of performance, but I think conditions definitely played a part here. Well, well, let's hear from the big show, uh, Glenn Maxwell, who says that the Aussies were targeting a bigger win. Yeah, we were certainly targeting a, a, a bigger win. Um, but yeah, I think conditions played a, a pretty big part in that. I think when I was batting, I was just trying to be as positive as, as possible. I was, I was looking for boundary options, but um, in the same position, because I was um, batting at six, there wasn't as much behind me to sort of go hell for leather and try and strike at 250 consistently and um, and as I said the conditions weren't 100% favourable for the batting at the start of the day and uh, it was a little bit slow there was a little bit of inconsistent bounce and um, so yeah you still had to sort of it was, it was really weird trying to sort of save slog uh, or save power hit and and, um, and and they're still allowed to execute it's not like we were we were planning us to bowling machine we were, we were planning us to attack that's um is a highly skilled attack and um, and they've shown that um, in previous outings as well. And uh, what we can say uh, there, if you listen to Glenn Maxwell, he, he talks about, listen, we were not just playing uh, a regular team. This was a highly skilled attack. And mm-hmm. Afghanistan, I think, are benefiting from uh, the fact that a few of their players uh, are now playing this big franchise cricket. Yes. So they're involved in the IPL. They're involved in the big bash in Australia. So mm-hmm. they're familiar with Australian conditions. It was not uh, foreign to them. And uh, they are now, of course, are benefiting because uh, occasionally they're able to compete and uh, really turn up the heat on the big boys. And one of those players is Rashid Khan. He's um, playing, like you said, in those big leagues in Australian conditions. And so his 48 is actually what gave Afghanistan a bit of impetus Mm. to go forward. And when you're taking a look at players of that ilk, Afghanistan has some now, yes, and they're making an impact, but they're going to have more and more. So when they come up against sides like Australia, it's not necessarily just live... um, 
completely uneven in terms of those skill sets. These are definitely very skilled uh, with the ball and with the bat. Absolutely. And of course, uh, Australia had to play the best cricket there with the mm-hmm. ball uh, to ensure that they got over the line by just uh, four runs. Now, in the other Group 1 match played earlier, New Zealand, the Black Caps booked their place in the semi-finals with a 35-run win over Ireland. Uh, they restricted the Irish to 150 for nine after Kane Williamson top scored with 61 uh, in their innings of 185 for six. The current standings in Group 1, New Zealand have seven points, the same as Australia, but of course, New Zealand have got a very superior net run rate which cannot be overtaken by any of the teams so they have been confirmed as qualifiers so it comes down to England can they beat Sri Lanka join Australia on seven points and then of course eliminate Australia by virtue of having a superior net run rate but if Sri Lanka win it means that the Aussies will be through to the semi-finals and will be able to continue the defense of their World Cup crown your weekend's matches Group 1, Sri Lanka versus England. Of course, that's the game that everyone is eyeing. And then in Group 2, South Africa will take on the Netherlands. Pakistan versus Bangladesh. And of course, local interest, Zimbabwe versus India. And uh, for Zimbabwe, it's a question of uh, playing for pride. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, I mean, realistically, uh, <laughs> I don't see us beating India. Uh, but, you know what? We've got to finish this tournament on a high. And for me, I would love to see Zimbabwe competitive yes. against India. I don't want it to just roll uh, <laughs> over uh, yeah. for the Spice Bowls and lose. Yeah, we want to see a fight there. I think all Zimbabwe cricket fans at this point, what they're asking for is for the boys to come home with pride. And one of those pride points would definitely be against India. I don't think anyone is under the illusion at all that I will be able to beat them. I think I saw a tweet earlier of a lady, an Indian lady, saying that mm. if... Um, if Zimbabwe managed to beat India, she's going to find herself a Zimbabwean husband. Right. She knows it's not going to happen. So <laughs> <laughs> no one is under any, any illusions. But this tournament, Zimbabwe started so well in this tournament. And to some extent, they exceeded expectations. Mm. But there was just a bit of a crumbling that took place um, where there were teams who expected them to beat that they didn't beat. So against India, there's definitely a point to be because if we're saying that Zimbabwe cricket has turned a corner, they need to be competitive. They need to be competitive. Do you think uh, with with those exceeded expectations, uh, they have created even higher expectations? Yep. Because now (laughs) we're sort of like frowning at defeats that ordinarily, 18 months ago, Mm -hmm. we would have accepted. But now, because we've played fairly well, we've beaten the likes of Pakistan, ETC, we're now expecting more and more from these guys. Yes, because we've seen that under Dave Houghton, this team is able to perform. So once you see that this team is able to perform, and it's something that we used to say that, you know, we've got a decent enough side, we've just maybe got some coaching issues. Now that we can see that they can come to a T20 World Cup, which we hadn't been to in years, we come to this World Cup and we are able to beat teams that we weren't expecting to beat. They need to finish this strong because they have set those expectations. Because we now we know definitively that they can compete. Oh, well, someone who's confident is Nembe from Fidelity. He says, we are going to beat India. So he's very confident Ooh. that the Chevrons will do the business. Uh, another message here that's come in is from a regular listener of ours. Uh, we used to get lots of messages from uh, Kudzim Darajiga out at Cold Comfort. Good to hear from you, Mdarajiga. Uh, he says, hi, uh, Team Sports News Par 
excellence. Oh. And I've been missing your shows for some time now and I don't like it at all. Uh, is there a chance you record the shows somewhere so I can replay at my own convenience? Absolutely. So what we've done is that the show is always available as a podcast. So no matter where you are in the world, if you can't, you know, if you're not close to a radio, you can always find us um, on the podcast platform. So if it's Apple, um, Spotify, Google as well, you're able to just go on there, subscribe first of all so that you don't miss it and then make sure that if you miss a show live, you can always listen to it. It, It's uploaded straight after the show. Absolutely. Coming up, we'll take you around the world in 60. We've got stops in Texas, New York, as well as Auckland, where of course uh, we are talking a bit of rugby and thereafter, it's the play of the day. Music from Baba Harare featuring the beleaguered Maititi. Hi, my name is Sean Williams, Zimbabwe cricket captain. You're listening to ZFM Sport. Z. Around the world in 60 seconds. International sports news. We serve off in Texas where world number one Igus Viatek qualified for the semifinals at the WTA finals in Fort Worth after Daria Kasatkina beat American Coco Golf 6-7-6-6-3 in a round-robin stage match at the season-ending tournament. Sviatek, who defeated Caroline Garcia 6-3-6-2, goes through as the winner of her group. Action at the WTA finals continues throughout the weekend. Let's head over to New York. Brooklyn Nets star Kyrie Irving has apologized for promoting a film he said contained false anti-Semitic statements just hours after his team suspended him for not disavowing anti-Semitism. Irving has been suspended for at least five games, beginning with the Nets' visit to D.C. to take on the Washington Wizards early tomorrow morning. Mike, we're getting increasingly players coming under the spotlight um, for supporting or... Uh, what can I say? Identifying with problematic yeah. things. But, but, but I think sometimes you just have to know and learn your own environment. Uh, America's got a very strong Jewish lobby. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there are certain things that you can't say. Yeah. Uh, no matter how strongly you believe in them, whether you believe the conspiracy theories around certain things, uh, you know that the Jewish lobby in America, in effect, uh, they own the sports companies. Absolutely. Uh, they own the media. The media in America mm. is run by the Jewish lobby. So they're going to come down hard on you for certain things. And that's what we're seeing happening in America. So Kyrie Irving, I think he's, he's going to pay a price uh, for believing certain things. Yeah, I should have learned from Kanye. And we'll touch down in Auckland where favourites England and defending champions New Zealand have been slated as most likely to face off in the Women's Rugby World Cup final. But France and Canada respectively have other ideas heading into tomorrow's semi-finals at Eden Park. France have won their last four meetings against the Black Ferns and Canada have not beaten England in eight matches. But coach Kevin Ruet believes his side can trigger an upset. Your weekend European Autumn Series internationals. Wales takes on New Zealand. Ireland versus South Africa. France takes on Australia. And England will be up against Argentina. Lock, lock, it. Ah. CFM Stereo is untouchable. Fan Zone. Get in touch with the team and have your say your way. Operator. At ZFM Sport on social media and 0731168045 on WhatsApp. 0731168045. Chester out in Bulawayo. Hi, guys. What's your take on this year's World Cup opening match? Qatar versus Ecuador. You are licking your lips at the prospect of watching that one, Chris. Oh, yeah. Are you excited? Exciting, <laughs> exciting. So many players that I'm going to have my eye on in that particular game. It's, it's going to be absolutely fireworks. Well, let, let's talk a bit about, you know, the big difference 
point. I think we have seen it uh, all over social media and perhaps uh, huge sections of the Western media. Your thoughts on, you know, a lot of people talking about how Qatar is going to be a, a very dampened down atmosphere because mm. they've got uh, very strict rules around yeah. uh, association. Yes. Uh, so don't go, don't go to Qatar looking to get laid. Okay, it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not the place. Uh, it's not the place to get laid because they're going to arrest you. Uh, secondly, drinking yeah. and stuff like that. And we know that at World Cup tournaments, it's those sort of like those activities. Okay, minus the sex. Uh, <laughs> I talk about the drinking. Uh, you know, beer, the beer parks, and yes. you know, the fan parks, they've always gone hand in hand with mm. beer. And in fact, those liquor companies are some of the biggest sponsors of football exactly. the world over. So it's a bit of a difficult one, isn't it? It's, it's a different one. It's definitely going to be a different World Cup. I think just even in terms of vibe right now, I saw someone asking, when is the World Cup actually going to be? <laughs> when is it starting? I don't feel the World Cup vibe doesn't feel like a World Cup year. And I think, yes, it's got to do with um, those rules. But I think... Unfortunately, organizations like FIFA cannot then say that certain countries cannot host because they have strict rules mm. around their religion, therefore, mm. therefore, therefore. They can't do that. But it does take away from the general spirit of the World Cup, just in terms from a belief perspective. If I'm a sports fan and I'm used to, when I get into a city, mm. I have the freedom of the place. I can mm. do whatever I want. I can associate with whoever I want, you know, consenting adults. Mm. Then... If I go to a place and there's all sorts of rules around my behavior, it restricts the what people have come to know as fun yeah. around World Cup becomes significantly so, so where do we draw the line? Because when we say World Cup, I know we talk about inclusivity. Mm. But then shouldn't we also include the Muslims yeah. and their belief system and the fact that, you know what, this is the first time this World Cup is being hosted yeah. in the Middle East. Surely we can forego our fun for just 30 days. If we consider that the World Cup has been played in all other regions, yes. save for the Middle East and Middle Eastern countries, some of them Muslim, uh, some of them Arab, have always gone to World Cup and conducted themselves very gracefully yes. and respected the rules, the etiquette, the decorum, the, the culture and the expectations of the different environments they've gone in. Yeah, definitely. And what I think what we kind of, ex what I would expect if mm. I was one of those nations is that when the visitors do come, that they are respectful of the rules and that you can't can't now come and then try to buck the rules because those are the laws of the land. Yeah. Um, I think football fans are going to have to learn to conduct themselves slightly differently. I think maybe we're being a bit dramatic. It's just that, you know, you, you can't drink your alcohol in certain places and you cannot associate. But yeah. is it is it really that bad? I, I, I don't, don't think I don't, so. I don't think so. I don't think but so. I, I think they're just trying to, obviously, you know what, uh, they're trying to fight the system and mm -hmm. uh, this is what they're going to be doing. Uh, Sculptor Colin has got in touch, says, welcome back, guys. Uh, Dynamo's uh, has uh, made us fans sobaristas. And Tondera Indiraya must remove the tag of a football fast. Dynamo's and Highlanders have all done a shoddy job uh, this season, just like their guardian PSL and mother body Zifa. More life and blessings to you. I've been unwell off late, battling a painful chest, but I thank the almighty I am rising. Well, good on you, oh, Colin. Good to hear you're getting better. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, the Afghans and Ireland, uh, kudos to Dave Houghton. Uh, so, okay, good to hear you on the mend. I mean, that's why we weren't getting a message from Scott. Yeah, it's been a minute.
It's actually been a minute since we've had a sculptor call a message. Yeah, absolutely. More messages coming in here. And ZFM uh, team, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm marrying the Pakistani actress after we put India to the sword tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> ah, here's one for you, Chris. Now, this no, is a lyric now. This one. Ah, no, no, no. I'm busy. Listen, listen. This is Hillary. He's out in Bulawayo, hillside. Okay, Hansi. Good evening, sports team. Hansi, Chris, voice rakwa i penzura. He no draw attention. We're going to make sure we bring uh, Chris to Bulawayo. Come on. Uh, after that, you know, uh, give the man a photo opportunity. Oh, definitely. Uh, definitely. Yeah, we'll let you know when we're coming to Bullies. Uh, it's Prince and the Frankie de Jong refused to join Man United because they were in the um, Europa League. But now Barcelona are in the Europa League. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, but look, no but one expected the that. League, but yes. what were the chances? What were the chances? They were in the Champions League. So his chances were definitely better with Barcelona because they were in the Champions League. All right. Hi, guys. Thanks for the show. As always, it's uh, Maurice out in England. And the Warriors, Sables, Chevrons, and Cheetahs. Achingu the gems. And you guys are the A team of sport. And you know what I love about this message is that they Here's a guy in England who's mm-hmm. listening to talk sport and all that. And uh, oh, yeah. I mean, he would rate our little show here in Zim uh, as something that he appreciates and he listens to. You know, yeah. it makes it all worthwhile. Definitely. I think I think it definitely puts a smile on the face. And after, you know, a long day coming into the studio, I think it's messages that like that that definitely give more of a vibe to the show. That someone in that space, first of all, still thinking about Zimbabwean sport and making the effort to tune into the show live. I think is really cool. All right, Anza Hojeri Narale says, uh, Mike, Anza, why can't the Qataris relax their rules a bit just for a month? <laughs> Those are the laws of the land, my friend. Uh, you relax it for a month. Uh, <laughs> all hell breaks loose. Yeah, all hell breaks loose. You, 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 you'll be left with the problem. I think yeah. people just respect uh, the laws of the land. And then someone says, how is 220 billion for the World Cup justified? South Africa used only 4 billion. Well, they have the money. Yeah, they and have I the money. The, look, here's one thing Middle Eastern states do very well. Luxury. Mm. When it comes to luxury, when it comes to having the best of the best of anything, they do that very well. So if their budget is different, we're likely going to be able to literally see it when that World Cup starts. We may have opened a, a Pandora's box here, Chris. Oh, uh, now, Paul in Glenora says, uh, Hi guys, I'm enjoying the show as always. He's saying, I have a request. I need to ask you though, and the not show related, May okay. you update Chris's photo on the ZFM profile. <laughs> I, I just want to get a glimpse of her. <laughs> and I presume she looks just like her voice. No, I, I don't. You said this from Glenora. I'll come by Spaceman. I'll give you a condo by Spaceman. And then finally, as we wrap it up on the fan zone, Ramsey. What's up, Ramsey? Uh, says good luck to the cricket team against India. Uh, <laughs> Oh my God. Let's leave it alone now. <laughs> your, your hit mu- music station. My station. Your station. It's everybody's station. Z FM Stereo. The big leagues. The big teams. The big players. The beautiful game on ZFM Sport. 
the beautiful game on ZFM Sport. And of course, you can be a part of this conversation. Keep your messages coming in. Uh, we'll try and uh, mix them and mash them into the stories that we are carrying in the beautiful game as we preview the big games that are on this weekend. And of course, there's none bigger than the London derby between Chelsea and Arsenal. And the Chelsea defender Khalidou Koulibaly has vowed to write history with the Blues and usurp Arsenal as log leaders. The two teams meet on Sunday with the Gunners top of the table and some 10 points clear of the Blues who sit sixth after a heavy defeat at Brighton. Our football pundit Ali McCoist says Chelsea will pose a massive threat to Arsenal. I, I think Chelsea uh, have certainly been the more inconsistent team out of the two of them but on their day Chelsea can beat anybody. Yep. Um, I look at the Spurs game at home where you know, Sp- I thought they if not battered Spurs they were yeah, far and away the better team and Spurs came back and got a, a, a late equaliser this, this is a massive test the, the Arsenal fans right now I, I think Gab I think Natalie the Arsenal fans would bite your hand off for a draw right now and it's not a defeatist attitude I just think it would be I, I still think that would be a statement of intent going mm-hmm. to somewhere like the bridge one of your biggest rivals and not been beaten see Ali McCoy uh, is leaning a bit towards Chelsea and uh, I'm a bit surprised by that because mm. uh, uh, Arsenal in very good form and uh, they put five past uh, Nottingham Forest in the last game. They are sitting on top of the uh, of the log. The only reversal, of course, being that defeat at the hands of Manchester United. In, in that game, they played very well against United. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got a Chelsea who are coming uh, off the back of a, a very embarrassing defeat to Brighton <laughs> uh, where they had four goals put past them. Yeah. And I'm struggling to, 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 to see what why a lot of people, not just Ali McCoy's, but a lot of people seem to be hesitant to give Arsenal credit. Um, I think everyone had this idea that Arsenal was going to play fantastic football for four to five games of the season yeah, then and then it was going to go to hell. <laughs> and unfortunately, that's not what's happened. There's a consistency that Arsenal has picked up and they are playing some really great football. We haven't seen Arsenal doing this well in years. So definitely in terms of recent memory, it's unfamiliar. But I think in terms of Chelsea and leaning towards it, there's a degree of people willing uh, Graham Potter on. I think there's somehow some mm. goodwill that Mr. Potter has. He's in, he's in, he's a local yes, coach. And, yes. uh, uh, if you've noticed the trend, uh, Chris, is that they cut the local coaches a lot of slack. A lot of slack. If, if you're a foreign coach, you get chopped up, especially yeah. by British media very quickly. And you know what? I think Chelsea actually experienced some good form as soon as he came in. And it's only in the last sort of three games where they've, uh, they've only picked up two points. And that's, you know, an issue for anyone taking a look at Chelsea at the moment but with any new coach that comes in there is a little bit of shaking that happens it didn't happen initially for Graham Potter thank goodness which everyone was expecting no one was expecting a lot from this coach so there is a bit of a shaking that's taking place now but I think to completely especially in this encounter you know go for Chelsea I think is Interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. Paul from Kariba got, uh, get, get, has got in touch. He says, Anzi, Chelsea, Mabinya, Ariko, Asifuti, Anzi, Iagapenga, E Arsenal. My prediction is Chelsea 2, Arsenal 5.
Shucks, that's an odd prediction. Seven <laughs> goals in this game. Yeah, wow, no. that'll be a thrilling, thrilling game. Blessing Mukwanda in Kuwazana says uh, Chelsea will explain uh, <laughs> to Chelsea will explain to Jesus, Jesus, of course, why they sold Moses and Abraham and sacked Thomas. And the London is red. So he is backing Ooh. Arsenal uh, to win that London uh, derby. And of course, it's an opportunity for Arsenal to bury uh, Chelsea because the situation as it is uh, the Blues are 10 points behind the Gunners and if uh, Arsenal are able to beat them there will now be 13 points and I can't see them making up 13 points over the course of the rest of the season now let's move on with our preview Liverpool will be desperate to avoid making a three Premier League defeats in a row when they head to London for a tricky game with high flying Tottenham Hotspur football pundit Andy Edwards says Liverpool head into this encounter against Spurs as favorites in spite of their recent league form. Kane up top against this Liverpool team that has the firepower that they do, I just don't see how they manufacture scoring chances. We're not even talking about creating scoring chances, manufacturing scoring chances. They've done it off a set piece in recent weeks. I've, you know, started uh, you know, jokingly and slightly lovingly calling them set piece FC because that Ivan Perisic, his set piece service has been the one saving grace of that signing thus far. It's what's kept them in uh, the top four race thus far. It's what got them through the knockout rounds of the Champions League. How long can they ride this? They've got just a couple more games before the World Cup break. But even then, you know, the, the injuries, it's just, it's, it's a really, really poor timing for three of the four guys up top to all be injured. So uh, Liverpool, definitely the favorites in this one. I'd be, I'd be a little surprised if they don't win by multiple goals. He's tipping uh, Liverpool and uh, I think if you take a look at the injuries I think uh, that uh, Spurs have suffered uh, Chris in the lead up to this game I think uh, Son is out of this game the likes of Kulievsky are out I think they've got as many as about five players out Uh, Richarlison is out as well Bentecourt is out another one very important in midfield and then I think that slightly swings it in the the favour of Liverpool who traditionally have always done well versus Spurs (laughs) Yeah and I think it's this is the perfect time I think for Liverpool to pick up a win against a side like Spurs um, like there's like you said there's no firepower on the Spurs side they don't have uh, those players that you're talking about I think players like Son are very key in any makeup no matter how Tottenham is playing no matter what style of playing they're playing players like Son ensure that if there are goal scoring opportunities that those scoring and he opportunities loves scoring against Liverpool love scoring against Liverpool so those opportunities there's not likely going to be anyone necessarily to capitalise on them and it's I think I think Liverpool here, you've got two managers under pressure, I think. Antonio Conte has put on some very unconvincing football Mm. in the last few games. Jurgen Klopp probably desperate to get some wins, a couple of wins in before um, the World World Cup Cup break. And that's something that Liverpool, I think, just from a momentum perspective, needs at least to go into this break on a good footing. Uh, so both managers here are definitely under pressure. Right, more predictions here. Hands high, guys. Arsenal 1, Chelsea 3, Liverpool 2, Tottenham Hotspur 1. That's Master Becks out in skies. Uh, Reason Masumera in Harare says Chelsea will win this one 2-0. No, no question about that. Uh, and then a message here reads, I see the Champions League saving our season at Liverpool. And of course, Liverpool uh, qualifying for the knockout stages of the Champions League after ending Napoli's unbeaten run uh, this 
past week at Anfield. Lots of interesting fixtures in the English Premier League. Leeds United versus Bournemouth, Man City versus Fulham, Tottenham for uh, uh, Nottingham Forest. Going to Tottenham Forest. <laughs> <laughs> Tottingham Forest. Yeah, Tottingham Forest. <laughs> Nottingham Forest versus Brentford. Brighton travel to the Midlands to take on the Wolves. Whilst at Goodison Park, Everton entertain Leicester City. Aston Villa versus Manchester United. That'll be played in Birmingham. Southampton versus Newcastle. And that, of course, is the longest trip in the English Premier League. Right from the northeast to the south coast for the Magpies. West Ham versus Crystal Palace. Tottenham versus Liverpool. And Chelsea versus Arsenal are the big matches. Let's head to the continent, starting in Italy. The Nerazzurri, the Black and Blues, Inter Milan. Barella, and of all the people, of all the people, Arturo Vidal. The Giallo Rossi, the Yellow and Reds, AS Roma. Pedro, he'll have a go, oh. it scores! Sensational goal from Pedro, as Roma doubled their lead in the derby. La Viola, the purple ones, Fiorentina. Great support play, wonderful goal, and Castrovilli 2-2 two two for him. What a fine breakaway goal from Fiorentina. The Bianconeri, the black and whites, Juventus. Ronaldo seals yet another three points for Juventus. Tough yet colourful, the best of Italian football on Z. Well, the best of Italian football at the moment is Napoli and they'll be seeking an immediate response in a top-of-the-table clash with Atalanta. That's tomorrow night. They lost to Liverpool in the Champions League, Chris, but it's a game in truth that they could afford to lose mm-hmm. uh, because they needed to lose, I think, by four clear goals for Liverpool to overtake them at the top of the table. Yeah. Uh, but they ended up uh, level on points but with a superior uh, head-to-head after they thumped Liverpool 4-1 in that fixture. Uh, so I don't think they'll be looking back at that defeat to Liverpool and worrying about that because uh, it wasn't a hugely important game for them. No, I don't think so. And definitely not as important as this clash with Atalanta tomorrow. I think when you're taking a look at locally, this is going to potentially be their first Scudetto in 30 years. Mm. So I think their focus is definitely on making sure that they increase that buffer at the top of the league. And in this game, they're playing Atalanta who are literally sitting, I think it's, uh, how many points? Five points behind them. So definitely a match that they want to win here and more focus definitely on their local league because of that opportunity of potentially winning the Scudetto. All right, other matches of note or interest in Italy. AC Milan, the champions, they entertain Spezia at San Siro. Roma versus Lazio. It is, of course, the Rome derby in the eternal city. And then the biggest match on the Italian football calendar, the Derby di Italia. Juventus take on Internationale at the Juventus Stadium. And, of course, Atalanta versus Napoli. Let's go to Spain, where Barca defender Gerard Piquet has called time on his glittering career say he'll retire from football when La Liga breaks for the World Cup this month Piquet who's 35 years old said in a video posted on social media that tomorrow's league clash with Almeria will be his last at Barcelona's Camp Nou after 14 years with the Catalan Giants following his return from Manchester United in 2008 and uh, it's been you know what uh, perhaps an unfortunate ending to his career mm-hmm. because he hasn't been in the best of form yeah. Uh, and there is a feeling that he's being pushed out because of his enormously high wages yeah. uh, and he's decided to sacrifice himself uh, for the club but yeah. there's no denying that he's had a hugely successful career one of the best careers out there yeah definitely I think 18 year career 35 trophies wow. absolutely incredible and I think especially 
for Barcelona fans, potentially a very sad moment. Um, he's been with the club for, what is it, 14 years? Mm. Incredibly long time. He was in their academy as well. So this this is one of their finds. This is one of their players. Yeah, joined Truly United homegrown. briefly, won a league title yeah. and the Champions League as well with so United. So glittering career and it's just unfortunate that it ends in this way. Um, I think also some personal issues contributing to his decision as well. So hugely sad but also an incredible career to look back on a business guy though uh, so, oh yeah uh, he's uh, listen he's moving on to the next uh, stage of his life I don't think he's going to struggle as far as listen what do I do when it's all done <laughs> yeah. uh, so and he's also touted as a future Barcelona president but he's had an, a, a hugely successful career 35 trophies you say Chris yeah. to put it into perspective for people that's more than Cristiano Ronaldo has won yes. So, yes. And, and that includes a World Cup as well for yes. Gerard Pique so, so massive uh, a phenomenal career uh, Matches to watch in uh, Spain this weekend. Uh, Athletic Club away at Girona, whilst Atletico Madrid will entertain Espanyol. Real Betis versus Sevilla. That's a bit of a derby, isn't it, Chris? Mm. An interesting one. Uh, Barcelona versus Almeria. And then let's go to Germany, where Borussia Dortmund uh, entertain Bochum at the Westfalen Stadion. Hertha Berlin versus Bayern Munich. Uh, that's out in the capital uh, at uh, the uh, Olympic Stadion. And then Bayer Leverkusen will welcome Union Berlin, who continue to surprised us all Chris Union Berlin we yeah. thought listen, ah, like Arsenal you know first three four five games uh, and but, then it all crumbled uh, then it all crumbled but uh, they're hanging in there yeah and it's so I think it's great to see especially in a league like the Bundesliga where we don't see a number of plucky upstarts and mm. the teams that we expect to you know be the plucky upstarts um, don't necessarily perform to expectation I'm talking about the yellow team of course alright hi guys and Corsi in Grayston Park he says I enjoy the show good luck to the Shervins tomorrow Chris your voice is a marvel oh, to wow. hear oh my it suits well with Mr. Mike so we want to know something finally eh? My son loves Mike's voice. Keep it entertaining and informing us, guys. That's a nice one. That's a nice way to finish the show. Thank you so much for Thanks, listening guys. in, guys. We'll be back here on Monday, 5 past 6. Barry and Alois should be back in the studio as we take a look back at what should be an exciting weekend in the world of sport. Take care, play it safe, and keep it clean. Nice, Messi! It is the cleanest of clean finishes from the best on the planet. The biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world, in front of any player in the world, and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. Hi, this is Mike Madud, and you can catch me and the team for all the latest breaking news out of the world of sport, local as well as international, on your favorite station, my station, your station, ZFM. We are Z Team on ZFM Sport. Z.